You're listening to the Build Assets Online Podcast. Learn how you You. can build a diverse and sustainable income online from two brothers who actually do it. Now, here are your hosts, Mike and Joe. Is the Russian invasion of Ukraine affecting dropshipping? We're going to explore it today. News at 11. Joe and Mike back again, buildassetsonline.com. We're going to give you the uh, news on the ground, not from the the conflict, of course, but from our computers and how... Our dropshipping stores are getting affected. You know what we're seeing, what we're observing. We're going to talk about: Is this a should you not set up your high ticket dropshipping store because of this whole thing? So I think you know this might be on a lot of people's minds when stuff like this happens. I feel like uh, you know it gets into people whenever there's a big world event. It gets into people's psyches and affects them in different ways. So we're going to break it all down from the perspective. Uh, Two dropshippers that are taking it ease. <laughs> so, Mike, you know, on the ground right now, are you observing anything in the buyer in the mindset of the buyer who are buying expensive products on the internet right now? So, typically, what you would see sometimes if like there is a bad day in the stock market, or there is different things that can um, affect world news. I think that can slow down buying habits a little bit because, you know, if someone's going to buy like a luxury item, expe- uh, especially, you're thinking about, all right, like I got this much money in the bank. I'm going to go spend that and I'm going to splurge on whatever. But if the future seems more uncertain, then maybe they'd be less likely to do so. But honestly, right now, I'm not seeing that. So, yeah, I mean, so we're seeing, you know, sales that are pretty historically on trend and it's hard to um gauge this thing a little bit for us because we've only, we've been doing this for you know six years whatever but only in the last i'd say three years maybe four years have we really dialed in on how to scale these stores really well yeah. and so if you think about it like we sold our first store uh in like 2018 right like may or so may or so of 2018 and so that hasn't even been four years yet And so I'd say that was really the turning point for us where we're like, okay, I know exactly how to turn up the volume on these stores. So, I mean, what you had was us doing that and then 2019 rolled around and then we sold, you know, another store and then end of 2019, COVID came. And so that threw a whole wrench into basically the economics of of dropshipping and not even in a bad way either because this this is the big point. The people that, didn't start a dropshipping store because like, oh, COVID, what's happening? Those people lost out big time. We've had so many students that have come in since then, started their store in the middle of the pandemic, and some of them have gone on to sell their stores for multi-six figures. Yeah. So really, the buyer's mindset hasn't changed, but even if it did change, all these things are temporary. You have to think long-term, and you have to think, you know, you can't be looking at these types of world events and saying, oh, I'm not going to do this now and wait wait for the perfect time because the perfect time is never going to come. No, never. Yeah, it's kind of funny what you're saying, how sometimes you see the stock market goes down and people get in like a, a different mindset. And that could be a whole separate discussion we have about, you know, looking at your investments every day and worrying about them. But, you know, that's obviously not a good not a good idea. But it's kind of funny, like, you know, our mom, for example, will like, you know, she'll she'll tell me like, oh, Amazon is up because she has Amazon stock. Or, <laughs> oh, Apple. You see, did you see Apple today? 
Yeah. Yeah, she'll say that all the time. And, um, you know, I can – it probably impacts her, you know, how she's feeling in terms of a consumer. If Apple's down, you know, I bet she feels a lot more broke than normal. Yeah, she's not going to make as many brash buying decisions. Right. And, uh, yeah, maybe she's not going to buy that, you know, gold clawfoot tub <laughs> if Amazon is tanked that day. Yeah. But – you know, in reality, you know, it's it's there's something in stocks called the fear and greed index, which basically looks like, all right, like how many people are buying and that related to like the stock price. Yeah. And so, you know, like with Bitcoin, for example, you know, Bitcoin drops down to whatever, 30. And so people are like really, really scared. There's a lot of fear. And so they're like, oh, I'm not going to buy Bitcoin. Like it's going to go down. And then it goes up. And then people are like, oh, shit, I got to buy Bitcoin. And then when it's like at the top, because they're massively greedy, they think it's just going to go to the moon. And that's why all these people suck at investing. Yeah. It's just all a, a psychological manipulation. But I want to move on to the, the supply chain aspect of it. Did you have another point you wanted to get in? We'll save it for the end. We'll save it for the end. I think it's going to be our wrap-up point based on right. what you're talking about. Right. So we talked about mindset, but in a more um, concrete fashion, like – is this going to affect the supply chain? And realistically, I would say the answer is no, because, you know, the majority of products that we drop ship are not made in Russia. They're not made in Ukraine. They're not made in Eastern Europe. A lot of right. them come from, you know, China or Southeast Asia or, you know, sometimes in other parts of, of Europe or whatever. So on that note, you're not going to have, um, the same type of supply chain disruption that you had with COVID. But even in COVID, when the supply chain got super disrupted, like absolutely screwed, Home Depot bought their own uh, friggin' freight cargo boat. Yeah. We were still making sales. Everything still worked out. Yeah. Because we had already built the store. We already had ads going. And it was just, it was just, you know, different how you handled things. Maybe the lead times are longer or whatever, but but the buyer adjusts. Yeah. The supply chain disruptions are for everyone. It's not just for you. It's for your competitors. It's for everyone. Right. It's for the buyers. The buyers get used to this. So, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, it's just going to happen. And, again, the same point. You can't wait for the perfect moment to get started and to feel like you're going to be hindered if you start at a certain time because you never know what the future holds. By the time you actually build your store and by the time you actually get good at what you're doing, maybe it's a year later. And the whole landscape of the world is going to be totally different in a year. And the people that benefited the most from COVID were these big companies that have been around for decades and decades and decades. So if those people weren't working on those companies during that time, they wouldn't have been able to take advantage of that opportunity. And whether that's a good thing or a bad thing that they took advantage, that doesn't matter. The point is that there was a moment that arose a total black swan event and they were in a position to benefit from it. They were not in a position where they suffered from it. Right. And obviously you're listening to build assets online. I think a key uh, word in here is assets. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk. A lot of people debate about the business owner versus the employee who should get paid more, yada, yada, yada. That's a separate discussion. However, one thing that's very important to think about is, you know, just for your own life, if you are the owner and you own the asset, you can adjust the asset to the environment. Whereas if you're working for the asset, you know, 
whatever the owner decides is the fate of the asset is your fate as well. And if you right. don't fit into that picture, then you know you're in you're in trouble. So I feel like focusing on acquiring, you know, building online assets specifically because they're exponentially cheaper than real life assets is a good move at at any time. Right. And our uh, portfolio websites is like diverse enough that when these changes happen and whether it's, you know, this change or even like a Google update or what have you, maybe there are, you know, some things that may go down, but there are websites that will definitely benefit. And so even with COVID, we had that, you know, maybe one website should have grown more in my opinion during um, last year, but it didn't. But all the while, a couple other websites we had like absolutely exploded. Yeah. So, right. So it's like we're we're the controllers of uh, our own destiny here. What's the what's the Seinfeld line? The George line. Are you still master of your domain? Yeah, yeah. We're the masters of our domain. Literally, we own the domains. <laughs> we own the websites, and yeah. So it's like we can kind of dictate what we want to do with that. Yeah. So one thing, and this kind of ties into buyer's mindset, uh, and is is gas prices, and I feel like this is another kind of meme in a way because I feel like especially boomers when the gas prices go up they get they get very very uh, affected mentally by that do you agree or disagree yeah I agree I agree um keep going so you know I can imagine not not just the stock prices but if gas prices continue to go up I would imagine that would put people in a uh you know but maybe it'll be a good thing for for drop shipping because maybe they're gonna be like I'm not gonna drive, you know, 20 minutes to Home Depot because the gas uh, prices are too high. You were thinking about it like that. I was thinking about it in terms of like the supply chain, like the you know the truck drivers, they're getting the suppliers are getting the stuff in at the port. They got to yeah. drive it from the port to the warehouse. Yeah. So the prices, so the, like shipping costs and stuff like that, um, could be affected. But at the end of the day. You know, usually what you see is that that's passed off to the customer. Because, well, you know, I mean, it has to be. Well, as opposed to, you know, the retailer eating it or the supplier eating it. Usually these type of things don't fall on the um, the dropshipper, the retailer in the short term. Like even last year with COVID and there was like the the metal shortage and like all like yeah. the – what what the hell do you call it? Like rare – chip. Rare no, 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 earth, no, 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 rare not, earth not, rare, not rare earth minerals, like like bare components, like wood and, you know. Raw materials. Raw materials, there you go. When there was like a raw material shortage, you didn't see, you know, the our costs go up right. immediately, even though for the suppliers, it surely did because they're the ones actually paying for the raw materials day after day and get, getting the stuff imported and et cetera. Well, they probably had a, you know, a stockpile and then, you know, it takes a few months for the new stuff to start rolling in and then for Maybe. The, the price inflation to set in you know when infl- when price inflation well, happens it doesn't happen in all areas at the same time all at once i feel like it trickles in there's that i also think there's the thing that like they don't want to make price changes too immediately because a price change for a supplier to pass along to their retailers is kind of like a big deal right you know usually you see it happen maybe like once a year some suppliers never really change their prices yeah. So they're probably hesitant to automatically like throw that burden onto their retailers. So they probably tried to eat it for a little bit, or maybe they did have a stockpile of uh, rare earth minerals, like you yeah. said. And I'm just uh, la- 
I mean, it's not really funny, but I'm just laughing to myself about the gas prices thing. Because <laughs> I, I don't know if other people notice this, but I feel like it is kind of like like boomers do get really impacted. Like I swear if I go out right now, I'll hear like a boomer talking about gas prices. When obviously the prices <laughs> of everything It's like the weather, you know. Yeah. yeah. Like the price of everything are going up by something about like like our dad'll start to be like oh like, you know, he never talks about like politics or or anything like that. Yeah. But when the gas prices go up, this governor, the gas prices, yada yada yada. <laughs> I'm gonna buy a Tesla. <laughs> All this stuff. But yeah, I mean, so we, you know, we talked about the fear and greed index. I think that may send, you know, the boomers into more of a, a fear index. And that so could, don't that advertise could, on Bing. So don't advertise <laughs> on Bing right now for sure. And you never know. Um, yeah, you just, you just never know how it's going to play out in the long term. Maybe, I mean, but t- all right, here's the thing. Gas prices in the nineties were what? A dollar. Yeah. And I, it's a, it's a, Better for retail now, you know, obviously e-commerce didn't exist then, but like the economy of people buying things is still way, way higher than it was in the 90s. So again, you can't be looking at these things like, oh, the gas price is too high. No one's going to buy it. The boomers, you just got to, you know, build the website, make, (laughs) make it. And then once you actually develop your skill set, then when different things happen, you'll be able to take advantage of those opportunities and it'll all work out in your favor. Yeah. Once, I think this is kind of a life thing, you know, for me, uh, I don't know how deep we want to get into this, but I used to be totally obsessed with, like, world events back when I had my uh, corporate job, and I was kind of at a weird juxtaposition um, because I really wanted to quit my job, I was obsessed with world events, and let's just say I went on, like, a spiritual quest and I remember, like, seeing these visions of – I played this game called Dota at the time, and there's this character called, like, Earthshaker, and he, like, smashes into the ground, and it, cre- it creates, like, an earthquake. Yeah. And I remember just seeing this vision of, you know, looking at, like, a, like a map and, like, all you know, just thinking about all the different things that are happening in the world and it all getting smashed. And I kind of took that as, like, instead of focusing on all these external things – Focus on how you can navigate what you can control. And since I started doing that, I feel like, you know, it's, 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 it it's, it's paid off a lot. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, especially when you're at the subject of, you know, a big corporation, you're working a job, someone else has control over you to say, you got to do this, you got to do that. You are, you are more subjected to these different world events because it can jeopardize your job, it can jeopardize, you know, your mortgage, it can jeopardize all these things. But if you spend your time working on actually creating your own assets and building things that you're actually in control of, then it makes things a lot more stable, honestly, because right. you know at the end of the day you are the master of your own domain. Especially if you do it in a way that makes sense because you, t- yeah. you can take this advice, you the viewer, and you could totally get it wrong. You can bot, right. you can you can take this advice and say, "Oh, I'm going to start a business and I'm like the things on Shark Tank." Right, right. When people remortgage their house and they buy, you know, a, a thousand of these little widgets and want to go on Shark Tank and this is the only thing they're doing, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about focusing on easy to build, low risk passive income streams online. Right. That's what we're talking about. It's totally different than opening up a restaurant 
and thinking you're yeah. in control of your your own destiny. That's the right. opposite of what we're talking about. Right. Or, you know, throwing a thousand dollars on Facebook ads. I got, go. I, got, I got to be the master of my own domain. The Facebook yeah. roulette wheel of death. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, you put your fate in Mark Zuckerberg's hands. <laughs> Mark, please. <laughs> please save me from Russia, Ukraine. All right. Well, all right. I think we hammered it home. Yeah. So I think the, uh, the, you know, to take it home, does all this matter? Should it impact you from starting a dropshipping store or any online business? I think the answer is no. And I think you got to go harder. You got to start now. Do more. 10x. There you have it. If you want to know how we build online businesses, as always, buildassetsonline.com slash playbook. Check out the free web class. And as always, take it easy. Thanks for listening to the Build Assets Online podcast. If you've enjoyed the show, don't forget, subscribe, share, and leave us a rating on whatever platform you might be listening from. And if you're ready to learn how to build your own online business portfolio, start now by visiting buildassetsonline.com slash playbook. We'll see you in the next episode.